I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. Think we're on. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Steve. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So last week, we wrapped up Ian and Kate's story about baby Gracie. Yes. How are you guys doing after that one? It was a, it was, I think it's rough every time we hear a story. So it was, it was rough hearing it. And, but it was a, a perspective, the male perspective was different to, to Yeah. And I'm so glad dads. Steve joined us. But this was your first time sort of walking through a story firsthand. How did you do? How yeah, are you doing? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of just, for me, go through life. You hear, you hear about these stories and they're all heartbreaking. But I tend to, you know, just keep, keep it moving one mm-hmm. step in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And I was forced to sit and listen, not forced by anyone here. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Just I was just like, who's by, got a gun no, to your head? No one had a gun to my head. But I had to stop almost, you know, I had to stop and, and like listen yeah. to this by just by participating in, which I, I'm grateful for. But again, it made me like really listen and, and hear the, the pain and the grief yeah. through other people. Yeah. And Do you think that's normal for a guy, though, that doesn't, like, want to hear it or sit through it or listen to a story all the way because it brings back? I, I think that's just human. I don't know if that's a gender-specific anything, but, yeah. like, there are so many people that I've encountered just in general that... If once I start talking about the baby, it's like there's a knob in their head that goes, nope. You know, like, yeah. I don't really want to talk about this with you. And I, I'm seeing this a ton in the grief community, period. Mm-hmm. So, again, I follow tons of grief pages on Instagram, on social media. And that's a common theme is we want so badly to talk about it with people, but people aren't ready to hear it. And there's some social disconnect in grief period people aren't educated in grief in supporting others in grief maybe they have their own grief they're trying to process and there's boundaries that they're setting but i don't know if in general it's just like it's really hard to hear someone else's trauma mm-hmm. period right that's what therapists are for for fuck's sake yeah they get paid to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> what well, and i think just to add a little bit we talked about how i'm like mission oriented mm-hmm. give me that mission mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to fix things. I have to make things right. And, you know, in, in our situation, you know, we have my loved ones, Carmen, my family. We have our own grief. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was had enough to do enough grief mm-hmm. to deal with just within within our family. Mm-hmm. And now with Ian and Kate to to hear what they've been through, it's like, I, hell, I can't fix, you know, what happened in my family. Not that I was asked or required to fix what's going on with Ian and Kate, but I had to hear it. Mm. And so it, it hit me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I get it. So, yeah. So that was tough. Yeah. Was there tough. was a lot about the story that I want to sort of work through with you guys and talk about and reflect on, starting with neuroblastoma. So neuroblastoma is new for me. I hadn't heard about neuroblastoma before. Have you guys? So I've heard it. It's just because I follow so many pages, I think. It's all specific to certain areas, right? Neuroblastoma yeah. is... It starts in the adrenal gland. Yeah. Don't ask me where that is. So is that soft tissue? Is that what it is? Shit, I don't uh. know. <laughs> I still need to get educated uh, about it. But it's... when I heard neuroblastoma, I immediately thought brain. That's what I think, too. Yeah. Because of the neuro. neuro. Yeah. So I don't know. Clearly, I have some work to do, but... I know. So your sister said, what is... Is it nephrologist? Nephrologist? Nephrology is the kidney. So when she first said that, I thought, that's the brain, too. It's oh. just the, yeah. It's just because we're not... Letter. Yeah, it's it just... For me, it's Wilms tumor. We've got and, a yeah. long way to go. Yes. <laughs> and educating ourselves yeah, on the various cancers. but it's just... The, the sad part is it's cancer can hit anywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ian was talking about what I was, I made a note because I thought it was funny, but he talked about, you know, when Gracie was first experiencing symptoms, he said that he had hay fever and thought maybe she had hay fever too. And I was like, what the hell is hay fever? Do you guys know? Right. Allergies. I didn't know that. No, no. That's because that's. (laughs) I thought that was like chicken pox. No, no, no. Hay fever. You know what I mean? Like it was something completely different, but. No, because there's actually people that are allergic to hay. Oh, Just so I I would imagine that's one of the ones that that makes people react more. Oh, I a, had no idea. A, is it? People talk about hay fever here in the states too. Yeah, I hadn't I heard it old, before. You it's never old heard school, it. school huh? it's, yeah. Kinda. Is it old school? Oh. I don't know if allergies just a term. Is a more yeah. Technical term. Yeah, we yeah, just, just say seasonal allergies. Yeah, just seasonal yeah. allergies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was funny. But that's that's common. I mean. Come on, your son, way just like you with uh, allergies. And all we did was say, he's just like his dad. He has allergies. We did not once think, let's go check him for cancer. Why would you? Just like right. with the baby. Yeah. Right. She had a yeah. bellyache. It's colic. Yeah. Not cancer. Right. Who would right. guess it was cancer? So, yeah, what Ian and Kate had said, I think it was Kate mostly that said that, you know, there was this attitude from Grace or lack thereof of Gracie that was she wasn't like she wasn't ever like why me she said she was old for her age yeah and I find that so interesting I that like a lot a of these thing. kids that's common yeah because mm-hmm. at a certain point I think the baby tried to hide her pain too oh yeah. yeah she well there was partly I think because when she would communicate that something was hurting her. She would go to the hospital or she'd go to the doctor and, and then it's more pain. So she, she had her own sort of like, I don't know if it's a filter or, you know, her own oh, no, pain level threshold to go at this point. I need to say something because if it's just at this point, I know I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm not going to. It's so, going to be bad news on bad news on bad news. Yes. Her, right? So I'm going to share something. One time I was watching her and she was as quiet as she can be. But I saw her wince mm. and I said, What's wrong? And she said, nothing, Grandma, nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. Mom, what are you afraid of? I don't want to go to the hospital. Don't mm. tell my mom. Mm. Yeah. She was very smart. She was really smart. These it's babies. Just, it's sad. These it's babies just so sad. Yeah. They, they 
have so much strength. Yeah. Yeah. What I notated that was really important that Kate had shared too was that there was this organization that was pro bono. So they were able, they got support. Isn't that great? Yeah. That it was just like something that she had said too that if you don't have the financial means, then you don't get the best care. Like, how horrible is that? Right. Like, it shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. But what she had mentioned too that that really helped them out was they offered uh, therapy for Kate and Ella. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's great. Are you okay? What just happened? She's thinking about the baby. Just went on and she's over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just thinking about how much pain that all the kids endure. Yeah. In this story, I think I even said it at the end, or I don't remember where I said it, but it was absolute torture. Torture mm-hmm. for them. And mm-hmm. we'll get into that at the end of um, Baby Gracie's life, too. But it was. I think there's a point that. Um, Medical professionals just say, look, you know, there's really nothing more that we can do. So they don't even try to extend their lives. And as far as like for us, I just feel like we went through the trials to try to extend her life. Even though I think we were so hoping that we were going to save her life. Mm -hmm. And for some insurance companies, they don't want to spend that money to just give you another month. And for us, it's so precious. Why would you not try? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, didn't they say that right away that they said that she only had so much to live? Gracie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they gave them a time frame, but I don't remember that. I don't remember a time frame. Yeah. But it was just terminal. Terminal. At diagnosis. Yeah. 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 Which is So anything that they did was already, as far as the insurance company is concerned... It's a waste of money because yeah. they, you're just, yeah, they're dying. Waste of resources. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's terrible. But anyway, to go back to therapy, how awesome that that was offered to Kate and Ella, especially Ella. I think part of the challenge of our experience too is that we don't know how to support the siblings. Right. Which I hope we will, I think we'll get into in the coming episodes. I know about that's going to be nice. Yeah. What, what, we've encountered but also what might be out there to support our kids mm-hmm. our yes. siblings mm-hmm. but going back to her initially getting diagnosed and being terminal like i can't blame them for going to the bar and just getting hammered right like what else do you do mom steve were we blessed that we had an opportunity mm-hmm. for cure i don't like to use the word blessed I know. <laughs> but I know. In perspective, right? Like, we had an opportunity for hope that Ian and Kate weren't offered. You still have hope, though. Even though they didn't offer it, you still go, there's got to be a way. This child is, you can't look at her and go, I got to just give up. Yeah. We're not going to do anything. So, I don't know. I can't use the word blast yet. Sometimes I can, but right now, because I'm feeling sad about everything, Mm. can't. So I, (laughs) you could probably just imagine some of the conversations that we have, (laughs) because I love the word blessed. And to answer your question, yes. I Mm. think the answer is yes. I think it, sometimes it's hard to see, but I at least try to find all the blessings in the middle of the muck. Yeah. Maybe blessings for us, but I think that's what hit hardest. Yeah. 
was that there was no like like even even when he said you know she was terminal like you can see in this room but i'm sure you could hear it too that we were just like right right just sucked all the air yes oh that's awful you try to at least i did i try to you know slide my feet in his moccasins and see think about how that would impact you when you hear that that's what i mean you just just (laughs) go get go to the bar and just let it out but then what they did right after that was they threw her a party they just did a party after why not right and they did all the other like the equivalent of a make a wish i forget what they call it yeah. uh reach for a dream yeah and making memories god ian said so many things that like you learn what's important in life yes mm-hmm. from his story mm-hmm. toss the cheap wine you know mm-hmm. he's like we're not doing that right. anymore yolo mm-hmm. we're going to do this to the best like right. there's no reason for us to be right. i don't know how to call it but like just you can pick and choose now. Like, mm-hmm. you know what's valuable. You know what's important and its family and its memories and yeah. all that stuff. So that put into perspective, I think, how we've changed how we live. Mm-hmm. And I know it's yeah. not just me, right? All of us, right. I think, have done that, too. Yeah. No, I think we'll probably say this and repeat it maybe throughout this this episode and even beyond, but... What an inspiration they were. And um, hun, you and I talked about having the funeral before the funeral, and they chose not to do that. Yeah, good point. They are an example of, you know, it's very difficult to do what they did, especially if you're a family that's going through this. But at least that's an example of someone who, or a family that were able to do it. And hopefully... Some other folks would get some inspiration from it. Yeah. But yeah, what an amount of strength it would have it had to have taken. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. Yeah. That's interesting because people will say that a ton. I don't know if I could do it until you were in it. Yeah. And you do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the you're so strong. I didn't have any other choice, right? Yeah. Like right. it's just like you are almost grateful that you weren't put in that position, right? Right. Steve's blessing that you didn't have that sort of position, but it's also someone else's life. Right. That, that actually, you know, that was real for them. Yeah. But me, maybe it's, well, if Ian can do it, then maybe I can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, all their stories. Else. All these stories yes. have given me inspiration to live differently. Yeah. His especially, him and Kate. There was just there was something about them that I appreciated their relationship. I appreciated that they talked about all their decisions together. Yeah, yes. that it wasn't like one silo, you know, because right. Ian's working and he may not be there, or be present in the moment, but their conversations were done and decisions were made together. That's yeah. so important. But I know that again, not everyone has that opportunity to have someone to have those collaborative mutual decisions Mm -hmm. so that was something too that i i took back to my relationship like you know when things get tough we need to do this together this isn't like i know i can go off on my own and be like um husband no we're i'm just gonna make this decision but Mm -hmm. you know that could cost me in the end so it really just puts in perspective how important relationship is and doing that 
first, making that a priority. They even said they had gone to hotels and they had done things to prioritize the relationship on top of that. And so that's helpful for me and in my relationship and how we do things together. Another point of inspiration. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Overall. Oh, yeah. I think what makes their story so different, though, is most, including our family, you get this this diagnosis and then you get a treatment plan. You start setting up, you know, putting your army together to deal with it. And Ian and Kate were told in in the very beginning, this is what she has. And you're going to lose. You're going to lose this mm-hmm, war. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And knowing that they're going to lose, you just you wonder if that impacted the decisions that they made. I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, don't know. I, I asked because they were offered different options. Right. Right? So they had like a really aggressive chemotherapy, but it would really impact her. There was um, nothing. Do nothing, nothing. and you don't know what you're going to get. Or you can do a a not so aggressive chemo, and it might prolong her life. And that's what they decided. It was they were like, they had consulted, you know, their medical professionals, and they said, you know, it's probably safest to do the not so aggressive chemo. See how she reacts, and then you know you can kind Mm -hmm. of go day by day on how it's mm-hmm. going for her and how she's responding to it, which they talked about and they agreed to. And they said, you know, this was probably the best that based on, you know, the consultation with the doctor. So, but she lost her hair, but she loved being bald. I know. That was cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Have you guys seen pictures of her? Did you yeah, see the most recent them. pictures of her? I- I did not. Oh, I'll have yeah, to show so, you. Yeah. Oh my God. She has curls. Kate had talked about her curls. OMG. Did you see him? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Cute. Just you can cute swipe. Family. Oh. Those curls, wow. though. Look at, yes. Look at those curls on her. What a <laughs> Too cutie. cute, huh? What a cutie. And yes. then she was, she had her surgery and they called it a shark bite. I know. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. <laughs> oh, I loved that. And then Kate had shared that she's pregnant. Yes. I know. Okay. How exciting for them. Okay. Ian, if you're listening, I'm dying to know because when we had talked to him, he was like, I can't do a boy. I can't do a boy. I know. I'm, a girl I'm dying dad. to hear if that's a. It's a boy. It's a. It's a boy. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know if I'm going to keep this in, but (laughs) calling him out, but it's a boy. Oh, that's cute. I know, but. It's okay, Ian. (laughs) It's okay. Settle down. (laughs) Get off the ledge. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to have another one, have another girl. Yeah, maybe. But what Kate had mentioned was that Gracie loved blue. Right? Blue mm-hmm. was her favorite color. And now that they're having a boy, it's all about It's all about Gracie blue. and Gracie. Blue. Yeah. So that'll be so sweet. So I can't wait to see the new one. I know. It's going to be cute. But what what Kate had mentioned, too, during our, our chat with them, that was sort of what we mentioned earlier, too, is, like, our kids were just better than everybody else. So it just seemed like yeah. not, <laughs> not that... I think it's the it's the fact that it's they're dealing with so much and still able just to be. Yeah. But they also have this knowledge. It's just 
Because that's what I saw with the baby is just the weirdest thing that they have this. You have this special connection to them. Mm-hmm. And they have a special like aura about them mm-hmm. that you, you just wonder like how, why, right? I don't know. It's a day today. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Like, what's today? Yeah, I just looked at yeah, my I clock to see. At... <laughs> Is there something that triggered it? The fact that she hit her pain. Mm. Mm. I've seen adults that can't handle it. They fall to their knees with their cancer pain. Mm-hmm. But these kids. Yeah. But if we can bring a smile to your face, hopefully. They went to Disney, too, and they said that it rained. On their Disney day. And it rained on your Disney day too, didn't it? It did. (laughs) But it was a different kind of rain, I think. (laughs) Because it's in the middle of August that we got the rain. So it was, it really was an experience because it poured. (laughs) But but again, we were, I read everything I could and we were ready. You brought the the ponchos and everything. Ponchos with hoods on them, umbrellas and the water shoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, there yeah. were puddles, because you know how when it rains so hard, it just, uh, it's a mess out there. But they were, yeah. they were dancing in the rain. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I'm picture. I'm in my mind, I see the picture that you took of them dancing in the rain. Yeah. I think they were at Disney, Disney World or something. Mm-hmm. Like that Disney time. World. Mm-hmm. You could see mm-hmm. the attraction in the background, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had so much fun. Even even that was an experience. Everybody's trying to hide from the rain because it was raining so hard. And these kids are out there, like, splashing. And just make the most okay. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else was ready. We were ready. Yeah. We had a down pack. So it was like, okay, <laughs> I have this. You know, your sister had a backpack full of other stuff. So we started with the shoes and we went, you know, just we had them going. And, and people were like. God, I think we had them ready in like two minutes. So people are like, oh, my gosh, you guys came prepared. Yeah. So we do. <laughs> I Googled it. Yeah. Are you okay if we talk about some of the things they shared about the end of Gracie's life? Sure. Okay. So some of the things that she said that resonated with us were the side effects of the medication. So mm-hmm. she talked about like the constipation. What a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, the chemo, whatever other chemicals, poison that they put into these kids has alternate side effects, not just losing hair, not just, you know, fatigue, Mm -hmm. throwing up, nausea, but the constipation, we dealt with that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Kate had said that she could see the lumps in her belly. Yeah, that was awful to hear. Yeah. But we we had just the same, and I think the baby had... Tons of stomach pains constantly yes. because of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was had been shared in any other story, but that was something very important to share that like, yeah, yeah. that's just on top of it. But also what was very similar is the use of fentanyl patches. Yes. God. Yeah. That was a, now I can say that was a blessing. To have the fentanyl patches, mm-hmm. but covered by insurance, they didn't, theirs wasn't. Yeah. But That's needed, right, huh? but right. necessary. It is, needed. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, at one point, they wanted to take that away from her. And I'm like, you're yeah. nuts. Yeah. Fentanyl is, I know that it's easily abused, but it's quite necessary for anybody that has cancer. I don't know yeah. that I've heard anything else that has been able to help, at least on the surface for what I can see, it relieved her pain. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, at one point they had also said that they were told, oh, she can pass any day now. And it was six weeks of torture. It Mm -hmm. was prolonged. She grew the tumor behind one eye, turned blind in that eye, and then to the second eye. Like, why was that necessary? So it isn't. It isn't. But this is where my religion mm-hmm. thing comes in, and I want to go oh. ham is, on somebody but, on religion. Okay. <laughs> Steve, but this is blaming everything on God. Yeah. If, yeah. If the audience if, could see you now, like, blaming <laughs> me. It's not, I didn't do it. <laughs> Easy target. That's okay. I'll be, I'll be a target. Go, go no, ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think, like for us, that she wanted to let go. I she think. wasn't ready to go. Mm. I say for for our baby. Mm. It was long and arduous, but it was it was on her time. Yeah. Because we've heard that before with was it Roxanne that said if you tell your child that they're dying that they just the doctors told yes. her that they'll They'll just give up and or they didn't say give up. They'll just die the next day. Yeah. Well, and that's when we talk to like, is it better, quote unquote, because I don't know what the right word is to to refrain from having them to suffer a prolonged end of life in this manner, especially like there's there's no reason for this. There's no reason that on top of cancer, just having the cancer, the poison, the terminal diagnosis. Oh, you have to make my kid blind. Oh, they can no longer see. Oh, we have to maintain the eye, put the eye drops, cover it, all the things that Ian and Kate had shared. Like, that to me doesn't make any sense. No, like, that to, but like, that's how... cancer. That's cancer. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I think I get what she's saying. Like, because you started to talk about God. But like, yeah. why would God yes. let it get to that point. Yes. Like, isn't the cancer that's killing her enough? Enough. Why isn't yes. it enough? You got to yes. make her blind to Yes. It. Yes. You going to answer that? <laughs> yes. I'll answer it. Okay. I'll give you the best answer I can give you. Okay. If I get to see God, I'll ask him. Okay. <laughs> I, All right. I, I don't How are you going to tell me afterward what the reasoning, the justification behind that is. There is none. I, there is none. To make a child suffer like that, there is none. But there's no justification even for cancer. There isn't. So All by itself. So here's my challenge with religion, is I feel like when someone attributes or justifies what's happening as God's will, okay, makes what's happening okay, and I'm not okay with that. No, but I don't I don't know that it's God's will. I really think that they savor every moment of life, whatever it is that they're going through. Like the baby didn't even want to tell us that she was in pain. She just she didn't want to go to the hospital. She she just wanted to be around us. She just wanted to be here. They're willing to go through that to just to spend another moment in life. So even if it means suffering. So maybe, Jack, maybe Mm -hmm. that should be something that goes on stupid shit that people say. (laughs) Go on that list. This is God's will. For sure. I'm 
Yeah. And I, I read that I a lot of places, a lot of places. I don't connect in that manner yet because I'm struggling with religion myself. I'm struggling with the justification of it and why the why I, I want to know why, and there's no answer for why. So when people try to say God did this or God did that, that to me is a why. And I'm like, I, I can't believe that someone who's an ultimate something being would do this to a kid. And that's sort of my fallback in right. a lot of this is like, this just doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm unable to put those two things together. That makes any sense. I think that man has ruined religion. <laughs> okay. I really do. Tell, I, tell me more about that. Because every religion has their own belief system. Sure. They all think that they're the right religion. They think that they know what God thinks and says and feels. And, and I don't think any of them know. Yeah. And it creates a huge amount of confusion. <laughs> well, I'm hella confused to, for yes, sure. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, mission accomplished yeah. by religious or religions that are in our world today. Yeah. So I, I don't, so I kind of understand where you're coming from in terms of like religious beliefs. And yeah, I don't, I don't know why, you know, God loves all his children, but they get cancer. Yeah. God loves all his children and they suffer. Yeah. Right? Because we're supposed to like live like God would want us to. We're mm -hmm. supposed to treat our children like God treats us. Mm -hmm. Well, if God is not allowing our children to suffer, then I don't want, hon, you want any of your children to suffer? Because I don't want any of mine, any of ours. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. So it just, I, I think that religions tend to create more problems in a yeah thank you for talking me off that religious ledge <laughs> um so ian ian talked about some things that i thought you two connected on and really why i wanted you to join mm -hmm. and it was you know so in the grand scheme of things they had shared that i asked about ella how's ella doing the sister right and they are all like, well, we don't know what her grief looks like or what's happening with her because everyone's sort of just trying to move forward and we just don't know. But Ian had said a lot of through the cancer journey, but also with the grief journeys, he's providing, he's the provider. So was there anything that he said that you were like, I mean, you had spoke up at one point and were like, I totally relate to that. But was there anything, anything else you can add about, you know, being the provider in such traumatic times? Yeah, I think we, and we may have already discussed this a little bit, but um, it's certainly a position where I know I I felt torn, felt like being being pulled in in two ways. You know, wishing you could do clone yourself, um, knowing you're you have to be at work, but knowing you have to be with your family. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's it's a position that is it's tough to 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 be place in that position but yeah. you just kind of have to you know make the best decision that you can with yeah. the with the information you have for me personally hun, you were always really good about saying look if if you're I'll let you know I'll let you know if you're you know really needed there so that helped a little bit mm -hmm. but 
one of the things that that was tough is that you always feel like you're you're behind the rest of the team, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. you're not yeah, yeah, part yeah. of the you team. You mentioned that. Yeah. You're trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I remember us having conversations and you go, no, that was three doctor visits ago when that happened, mm-hmm. you know, because, <laughs> um, so, so in terms of just not being there when you should look, honestly, you know, you have to, I hate saying honestly, because I don't mean that I'm, I haven't been honest to this point, but probably should have made more of an effort to, it's, it was easy to, to just accept, okay, I'll, I'll let you know when you really, really need to be there. Mm-hmm. That's easy to accept, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, you just kind of take the, take the burden away. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, and we talked about this and before, I think that I would have to do it all over again. I would have been there more. Mm-hmm. Which is and what so Ian said too. Yeah, Ian and what he also said too was, "Don't dwell on those things. Yeah. You can't dwell on those things because you'll go insane. You'll yeah. go crazy. Just yeah. the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I mean, even Kate had shared about the sour worms. You know, I, right. why didn't I just give that to her? But you get sucked into that. You're right. you're going down a dark hole. Right. Like, you know, there was probably a reason. I mean. Even we can say we had an experience very similarly where, so let me back up a little bit. So I want to say that there was a point where we stopped giving the baby sugar. And I don't know if it's true or not, but it was something like sugar. Sugar feeds cancer. Or yeah. Something. Is yeah. that true? I don't Anybody? know. That's what they say, I though. I almost think that's a myth. But anyway. Yeah. So there was a, a point where we stopped giving her sugar, too, because it was like that. But also... If we gave her sugar, was that us giving up on the fight? If are we giving in to we're losing our child? So there's a ton of layers on that. But again, to Ian's point, like we really can't sit in the shoulda, coulda, wouldas because it's like that's the regret. But try not to go there mentally because it's going to you're going to struggle. Right. Because it's painful. It's very hard to work through that, those feelings. But it's also like. Remember the good things. Remember the memories. Have that instead if you can. I think that just from our perspective of um, maybe some, hopefully someone out there can can take something from this. Some, And I'm speaking like to fathers, husbands, you know, male figures in, in a family that's going through this. Maybe we can, you know, they can take something away and, and relieve maybe some of that guilt feeling yeah. by, I don't know, having, for me, when I went to work, I didn't talk to anybody about what was going on at home. Mm. I I didn't, I mean, they would hear a little bit here and there, but there was no sit downs. There was, I didn't, you know, go into my boss's office and close the door and say, hey, listen, here's what's happening. And I'm going to need you to understand that I'll be taking some time off here and there. You did it? I did not do that. Hmm. If I had to do it all over again, I would have. Oh. I didn't because I just kind of felt like nobody's business and I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not trying to put my, I'm not trying to take my burden and put it on someone else. Mm. Right. I don't need anybody to help me carry this. This is, you know, this is my, my problem, my family's problem. My boss doesn't need to get involved in this. And mm. I don't need to hear every day, hey, how's the baby? How's this? How's... I don't need to hear all that. I get that. I get that. Oh, that's so, that's such an interesting point because I did. Mm-hmm. I did. And I got the, 
how are you today? How's the, the baby doing in the middle of the cancer journey? And I would cry. I would cry. And then I'm vulnerable. And now I'm crying at work, right? How unprofessional. Right. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. Looking back on it, I don't know if I would do it differently, though, because I'm almost grieving alone or doing that process alone. Mm -hmm. And people might see my performance being affected and go, oh, she just sucks. And now I'm all in these disciplinary things versus having a little bit of grace for mistakes for me, you know, like and it wasn't really looking for an excuse. I'm not looking for like, oh, it's because, you know, this is happening. Right. But it was just an opportunity to know that, like, I have other things going on and know that this isn't like personal. I'm not trying to do this intentionally i'm just my brain might be somewhere else right it's a great point did you tell your people i did but i also retired in the middle of it so Mm. so that i didn't have a specific time that i was there and i can just say i'm not going to be there today more flexibility more flexibility for me when she relapsed it was we already knew that that was going to be a problem. So because of how I work too, there's there's so much sick time that I can take. And I had built up a bunch of sick time. And the Family Medical Leave Act here in the United States allows us to take up, you know, so much time Mm -hmm. as long as you have it. Vacation, sick time, comp time, whatever I had built up. So I was able to take a whole mess of time before I actually made the decision to retire. And it worked out like it was supposed to, I guess. Because yeah. it was just one of those things that you just go like, yeah, I need to do what I have to do. But I don't really want to be at work when all this stuff is happening anyway, because it was too hard to concentrate yeah. on. I mean, I'm dealing with people's lives, too, at work. Yeah. I'm not, it's not like it's 24-7 that that's what I'm doing. But there's always a possibility that I'm going to pick up a phone and it's going to be something horrendous like yeah. and and if i'm thinking about my issues and my problems that i think that happened to you a couple of times it did too, it did right? and it's not like you sit there and you go hey this is the worst thing in my life but because shit compared to what i'm yeah. going through but yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. somebody's going through something or yeah there is some stuff that happens and you do the best that you can but sometimes i know that i thought i, I don't want to be here yeah i really yeah. can't i'm not I, I'm not empathizing. I'm not sympathizing. I just... Performance is affected. This is... Yeah, this is what mm-hmm. I'm talking well, about. Mm-hmm. I I do the best. I'm the best one there anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Amen um, to that. But it's... I it, I wasn't up to my standards. I yeah, guess. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I couldn't... Yeah. I just sat there thinking. I couldn't... So a lot of what I end up doing is, even if I'm not a trainer, just trying to help other people trying to get trained or... Yeah help them understand what they're doing because after you get through training and you're on your own there's still a lot of questions and sometimes people don't feel comfortable asking their trainers Mm -hmm. but for some reason they felt comfortable asking me which is good but at the same time it was like you know what I I can't do anything but my job right now I can't help you and that's a part of what made me feel like yeah I just I can't I don't have my heart here Mm. I need to get out yeah yeah yeah, in terms of just we were talking about regret and that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No. So I would say just to help out any any guys or really anyone in this position, because I imagine it could very well be, you know, a, a female who's got to continue to go to work and be the breadwinner. I told you if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it differently. I would have went into the, my boss's office and said, hey, 
I'm going to need to take some time off. And sometimes it's going to be last minute. And I, I'm saying this just to give tools to people out there who yeah. may not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that Carmen and I do pretty good is when something is coming up and we're not with each other, like maybe something pops up on my schedule, I'm meeting with someone and then they want to meet with me next week, you know, at 3 p.m. I enter that on a on a Google calendar that we share. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as soon as it gets entered, she sees it. Yeah. So she knows what my schedule is. I know what her schedule is. So we could have done something like that in terms of the hospital visits and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So I would just tell people who are continuing to work and not really being involved as they would like to be mm -hmm. to just try to do different things and really try to they yeah almost have to be proactive in and getting involved and saying I think that's communicating more that would be the biggest regret for anybody that had to go to work would be I shouldn't have put work first right because but you, you kind of have to if you need to pay the bills yes it's true and I think that's why I was able to just say yeah I'm I I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Number one, because I did have a lot of time built up. But number two, because it did get to the point where I ran out of everything. Yeah, yeah. And I had to make that decision. And it was easier because Steve was continuing to work and making sure that the bills were going to be getting paid. Yeah. That allowed me, I guess, it took that or knowing that he's going to take care of all that mm -hmm. allowed me the benefit of being yeah. able yeah. to say okay i don't i don't have to yeah 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 because if there's something that i can't pay because there's some bills that i was paying i know he would have picked it up mm -hmm. even though i still paid them i was able to pay with you know what i was making in retirement there it's that fear of i'm not going to be able to do that though i'm not going to be able to continue to do it if i retire right now i'm not going to be making the money that i was making yeah mm -hmm. so but it did help out knowing at least somebody was still making sure that we had a roof over our head and the bills were getting paid. I wouldn't recommend doing anything that's going to jeopardize the the job. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, jeopardize, yeah. jeopardize your employment. So, But I think most employers will probably understand if you had a conversation with them. Yeah. Most. I said, underline <laughs> most. I, you know. I, yeah. I appreciate your perspective of... There's two sides of mm -hmm. that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you yeah. you and I took different positions. And you said you wouldn't change. And I don't I know said if I would. I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, but I get why you wouldn't, too. I get why you wouldn't because having to retell the story in the middle of it while you're emotional constantly with people, like, they care. Sure. Right. But they also, there's some people that are just real nosy, you know? Right. And so... Having to retell that story, I can tell you that through my grief journey, that has changed in how I'm able to respond to people about mm -hmm. it. But it took, like, me having to go through it, crying in the middle of work day, you know, because you're asking me about something really sensitive. But also, you know, as time went on, it did get a little bit easier, but the pain still hurt. Like, that yes. pain was still there. Yes. So being reminded constantly of that pain for mm -hmm. me, work was a, a distraction from it. Mm -hmm. So if work, I'm now still thinking about it and still doing things and people are asking about it, then mm -hmm. there's no real separation for me to, you know, relieve myself from the pain and the everyday hurt of what's going mm -hmm. on. So I get it. I totally get mm -hmm. it. There's two sides to that. You said you would change it. I don't know. I don't know if I would change it. 
I don't know. I'm glad I did it the way I did it. When I first started there, I never thought about the benefits that I have working at that department. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the benefits. Like I said, the comp time. Right, the right, right. Yeah. Sick time, all yeah, this other stuff. And the fact that once I retired, I was getting a retirement check. It wasn't as much as I wanted because the longer you yeah. work, the, yeah. the higher the check is mm-hmm. or the more, right? But it's okay. Yeah. It's I'm looking at it right now and saying it's okay. I mean, I I work part time now because it's not enough. But yeah. really, if I just stopped spending money, yeah, I know. just did so paid easy. like what I needed to pay, then I'd yeah. be okay. But that wouldn't be normal for me though. Yeah. So can we can we wrap this one up yeah. with something that Kate had shared that was another thing we can add to the stupid shit people say list? Mm-hmm. Aren't you worried about this one having cancer, too? Oh God. God! Wait a minute. Why are you having a child? Why did you make a decision not Ooh. to have children? Me? Yeah. Right now? Yes. What does that have to do with this? Because you told me. I don't Because want it, it affects to... me? Okay. Uh, Mom, you're going there. That might be a little different, though, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, let's start with what Kate had shared. So... Aren't you worried about this one having cancer too? Fuck off. Right. You don't think I know that. You don't think that that's a possibility. You don't think that I'm constantly thinking about that already. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a fear even for the one. Lucky for you that you don't think that that you don't have to think about this all the time. Yes. Like, consider that a blessing, Steve, pointing at you. A blessing, a luxury that you don't have to think about that, but this is constantly in my brain. Thank you. You can keep it moving. Right. Now, to answer mom's question. So we're sorry, Kate, that you had to do that again, but that was just stupid. So to answer your question, yes. So mom's asking me why I don't have kids, why we made the decision to not have kids. The door isn't absolutely closed, just so you know. But I do fear that my child will have an ailment and I'm unable to perform mentally because of this trauma. That... I know what it takes and I'm not even the mom. So if I know what it feels like to not be the mom in that position and it sucks, I can't imagine what it would be like if I am the mom in that situation. I fear I have anxiety anyway, so it heightens my anxiety that that is a possibility. Probably not going to happen, probably, but you never know. We weren't supposed to get cancer in the first place, Mm -hmm. so... Anything can happen, and it is a portion of our consideration. It is not ultimately what's where we're at with our decision currently. Does that make sense? Yeah. What? Do, why are you smiling over there, Steve? Me. <laughs> I love you, hun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw what you did there. <laughs> oh, Jack saw it too. I saw the guilt trip you're trying to lay on Absolutely. her. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, the other day we were looking at all this. Since that. No pressure. Got it. But Mm -hmm. we were sitting there and we were talking about, again, I mean, the holidays are are rough. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at all this Halloween decoration because we're in October. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, it's like, I want to be able to, to do that again. And I think it would be more like... I would get more excited about it, I guess, if we had more little ones. See? The pressure. Well, yeah. 
I'm, I'm not trying to put any pressure on you, Jack. <laughs> no. I'm just saying this. When we had all those babies running around this house, and I remember, and you and I, I used to say, leave those babies alone. Let them, because you, you'd be, be all, like, what, they're going to break something? They're gonna, Stop <laughs> arguing. Leave those babies alone. They're having, Stop throwing that. Yeah. Don't touch. Let them have fun. Let yeah. this house be their playground. Where else are they going to? So, yeah, that's all. We just need more babies running around here, Jack. You got Get kids, too, Steve. Yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>, go ahead. <laughs> their names are Stevie and yes. Randall. <laughs> Yeah, Randall's all. I'm not having any kids. Oh, oh really? Why not, Randall? I know how kids are. He is a <laughs> I, big you're kid. Right, you're uh-huh, right. uh-huh. I don't. I don't have time for that. <laughs> oh Lord. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, you waited a long time to have kids, though. I mean, I was in my twenties. So I, I turned. Yeah, I was in my twenties when I had my first. As a matter of fact, I was twenty when I was pregnant. And you were, what were you, like 30? 30. I'm 36. But you know, here's the thing, Jack. Mm -hmm. I saw what you did there. Mm -hmm. You're pretty slick how you flipped (laughs) that to, now it's me and your mom talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, yeah. So just. There's still time, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. Listen to your mom. I don't know why you are mis- misbehaving be and not listening. Sorry. <laughs> I just know that every, with every life, like I'm thinking about Kate and Ian, with every life, there's a, like, there's this hope for a better future. There's always this joy with a new birth. Yes. So congratulations for the new boy coming into your life. Ah, that has so much emotion behind it. <laughs> yes. Because it's. And this is why I wanted them to share about having more children after their loss, because it's, and even Kate said it, you know, she's bringing a child in with half a mom. She's got this huge hole in her for her loss. She only feels like half a mom, though. Right. We know. Yeah. She's. she's, Yeah. Like, we don't have words for you, Kate, because you're just extraordinary. There there has to be even I, I don't, it's hard for me to say this because I hope it doesn't come out wrong, but it seems like she'd be stronger now mm. after what she's gone through. Not that anyone would want to go through that, but yeah, you, you get what I'm, am I making sense? Is that like the wrong thing to I, say? I don't know if it's the wrong thing to say, but I understand the intent of it, but I understand how it can be taken differently. Yeah, I don't. Because it's like, again, she didn't have a choice. Right. In it, but also it's like I don't want to be stronger. No, yeah, I'm not saying that now she can. <laughs> no, now she no, can no, deal no, no. I'm again. not. I, I I'm get not it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But no, she no. has. She has this. Res, like I don't know if it's resiliency or she just. She's on a different level now yes. to be able to support you know her family and her, well her new yeah. baby. But I'm sure yeah. there's going to be days for her. Oh sure. yeah. Oh, but yeah, there's oh, also yeah, going to yeah. be this extreme joy. Yeah. Because kids do that. God damn it. They do. <laughs> they do. It's There's nothing you I can, know. You, I know. No, there's nothing to compare to their laugh. And they're like their first, when they first start walking, when they first start talking, when it's just. 
This is why oh I have gosh. dogs because You'd when they think? first start talking, it just doesn't stop, right? And they talk back. <laughs> it's and the then funniest thing. No, uh-uh. and they get older and don't have kids. Um, yeah, they, I think you don't know. That's love. the whole thing. I think when you first start having kids, you don't know what to expect. I think, and we we do things differently than when, like, even our last child. It's like nothing that they do is wrong anymore. When you know that that's going to be the last child that you're going to have. So like Jack, that was like the best experience, the best mom experience that I could have. And I wanted to, I mean, my son changed my life. My daughter changed my life. I wanted my daughter. I wanted to have a girl after having, you know, my son. I just like, oh, my gosh, I need to have a girl because boys are so rough. (laughs) (laughs) But to be honest, I even with Joe, I thought. Oh my gosh, I can have, I, that'd be cool to have just a dozen boys. I mean, how much protection would I have with walking around with 12 boys? Yeah. yeah. But having a girl is just, I don't know, it's different. It's just, it's like, it's you. It's a chance of you, but better. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, like I said, when I first started having kids, I felt like I was too young and didn't know what mm. I was doing. But by the time I had you, I felt like, you know what? I need to enjoy this. I need mm. to experience this. Mm. And and it's not trying to say like I don't think we ever really know what we're doing when we're parents, but I think I enjoyed it more. Yeah. And was able to laugh more. Mm-hmm. Then the grandkids came and it was like, "Oh my gosh. You know, I need to correct them. They can't be doing this cuz their parents are not doing a good job." <laughs> Because they don't know what they're, they're doing. Like, they don't know. They're how out of control. <laughs> Mom has some experience. Yeah, they don't know how to raise kids like and then, I do. And of course, Steve had to remind me, you're not the mom. It's not your job. And it helped me to hear that because then it was yeah. like, that's right. I don't get blamed. So it's if I do have blamed. kids, Steve, I'm going to have to have you remind her that she's not the mom. Yeah. Okay? I, and I, <laughs> I promise you that I will remind her because we've had fights about. Put her in some handcuffs. Yes. If you've got to. <laughs> no, the, the the good part, though, now is that I already have that, yeah. like, ingrained in me. I get to be just the the grandma that gives, that spoils them and gets, gets them whatever they want. And, yeah. And, you know, just thinking fun. thinking about Ian and Kate, and she's she's pretty, how far along, do you know? Uh, the size of a pomegranate when we chatted oh, with yeah. her a f- well, few so weeks ago. She's got, she's got some months ahead of her, but, yeah, we'll be... I'm sure thinking about her and hopefully she'll keep you updated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then hopefully she'll send a picture of the the new one. The new yeah. bundle of joy when yeah. when he arrives. I can't wait. I know. And uh Ian will probably be just as thrilled yeah. with his baby boy as mm-hmm. he was with his daughter, but I'm sure that they're going to yeah, be nothing but overjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know even, why people think that boys this. are different, though. Why do people think boys are different? Because Joe was the same. Because they are, hun. <laughs> I know that, they like, are. he was rough and tumble. He didn't want to be, like, loving. But there are boys that are loving, like, just like girls are. Just all they want to do is be around their parents. Yeah. Those, are the, those are the mama's boys that they but create TLC shows know, after. If I married right. a mama's right. boy, right. and then it's, yeah, let's not do that. I think that's <laughs> kind of but, You know, so Ian, I, he said all he wants is a girl, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty, because you're right. Most most guys go, hey, I want a son. I want a son. Yes. Right? 
Um, Fist up. And yeah, <laughs> when I was making babies, uh, <laughs> that's what I wanted was a son. Yeah. And then as I got older, see, this is what tells me that Ian is so much smarter than I am. <laughs> as I got older, I realized, no, it's a girl that you need in your life. <laughs> You don't need knucklehead boys. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, congratulations to Kate. Yeah, we look forward to staying connected and and seeing the new bundle arrive. And we wish you a wonderful labor, healthy baby, everything you can dream of. And it's quick and easy, not painful. (laughs) How unrealistic is that? But we wish it for you anyway. But Ian, Kate, thank you so much. Get an epidural. Oh, God. (laughs) Kate and Ian, (laughs) thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your story, and for inspiring us through this journey and thank you again just for everything. And again, we look forward to staying connected. But I think I think we're good on this one, guys. One quick message for Ian from me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ian should know that I just added to my bucket list to sit down and have a beer with Ian. It's not just you. I know. I know. Look, we it, do need to meet up when COVID clears, yeah. hopefully, and everybody's safe and healthy. We can do something together. But Ian and cool. I, we got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We got some, some guy things that we can talk about. Mm, all right. Thank you. Thank you. See you on the next one. Bye. Okay, bye. Cool kid. Love you.